Hello there, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Rocker Dog Podcast, the only podcast that talks to musicians about their canine companions. I'm your host, Tim Dill, along with my dog, Charlie, roaming under my feet. And today we welcome Jenny Lee Lindbergh, who's a singer-songwriter, producer, and visual artist who might best be known as the bassist for the indie band Warpaint. And this is her pure-hearted rocker dog. His name is Ludo, and he is a Labradoodle. He's eight and a half. Okay. Old. Mm-hmm. Okay, Labradoodle. So you're my first doodle because I've got a golden doodle. I think a little later I want to get in. I don't know if you're privy to that article in the New York Times. It was back in September of 2019 about the the guy who <laughs> braided the doodle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, how we'll, he's really we'll, we'll, we'll put that aside yeah. for a little while. I'd like to, you know, compare notes to that and and what he said is is kind of funny. So, some of it true, and you know, we'll see if some of it uh, relates to our dogs. But let's start off by giving a little bit of context. You know, what was going on in your life and your career eight years ago that you know brought Ludo into it? I uh, prior to getting Ludo, I was fostering. I was taking. I was fostering dogs. My my husband at the time didn't really want a dog and didn't want, didn't want it like a permanent, a permanent animal in the home. I was leaving, you know, I was going on tour quite a bit. And so he would be obviously the primary caretaker of the animal and wasn't necessarily into, just didn't really want a dog. So the way for me to kind of get around that was to foster, foster animals. And even before I started doing that, I, the dogs that I had had previously, which weren't, I think there were two dogs I had before that, I rescued them. So I, I was on that tip for a while and I had never actually in my life had, you know, a, a dog from puppy up. So it was Mm -hmm. rescuing. I rescued like 15 year old. There was a 15 year old, there was a puppy, but the puppy didn't make it. There was all these different cases where I didn't, I hadn't actually had a dog, you know, and raised it from puppy up. And I really wanted that experience. And so I was looking you know, looking at what kind of dogs I'd want and Labradoodle popped up. I just saw an image of Labradoodle and I really, I just was very taken by, that was scruffy. I liked the scruffy aspect of them Mm -hmm. because there's tons of pictures. And this was a while ago. This was eight, yeah, eight and a half years ago. So before when I was doing the research, I'd say maybe nine and a half years ago and hadn't, you know, doodles hadn't made their, they weren't fashionable. They weren't as popular. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They weren't as popular back then. But I was very much into the idea of having like a character, a little scruffy dog. And those images kept, I didn't even say Labradoodle. I didn't know what they were, actually. I just, I was like, you know, I think I might have Googled scruffy dogs or whatever, something extremely <laughs> general. And th- those dogs came up and I was like, oh, what kind of dog is this? And it was Labradoodle or Golden Doodle. But Labradoodle was, were, were the, it was more of la- images of Labradoodles popping up. Yeah. And so I did some research and I did look for, you know, a rescue of some sort or, you know, how can I adopt or, and there was not happening back then at all. You know, there was definitely people were paying for these dogs. So I, I did some research and I found some people who were, you know, who had some, who had puppies and there was, it was, there was not very many and there this this lady was local and she had had some puppies with her her sister's dog she was also like a dog trainer and she lived in this beautiful ranch uh she had like 
I think she had like nine dogs. She also had a, um, yeah, she was a dog trainer. So she had the training come to her. It was like a dog camp come Mm -hmm. to her house. And so there's a bunch of dogs when I met her and all of her dogs were really amazing. And I got to meet, I think, yeah, Bo was the, the father of this litter and it was with her sister's Labradoodle. So I got pretty good. It was a good vibe. You know, obviously nowadays I think that it's important. I just want to say this as a disclaimer, like I'm very much for adoption and I do think that that's the way, but I did, I went another route with, with my dog Ludo Yeah. and I did, you know, I did some research with these people. I met, went and met them prior to making up my mind if I was going to buy the dog from them. And I got a good feeling. It felt, I don't know. It felt like a, felt like a good home. They felt like good people. They didn't seem like they were exploiting right. their breeding the animals by any means. So yeah, I, my partner at the time was not down, but I was very adamant about, I really want a dog. I want a dog now. And I ha- was gearing up for like a year off. We'd just been, okay. you know, we'd just been on tour, touring a record. And so we were gearing for studio time and not touring for a while. So I knew that I'd be able to be home for a good gear with him. And yeah, I got him. It was one of this. It was a funny story. I named him Ludo because his the litter that I was picking from. They're all they were like bright, kind of copper red, and there was mm-hmm. only one white one. And one of the, the the puppy that I originally had picked out, or who picked me, so I sat in the pen. I was like, I want the puppy to pick me, and um, he didn't make it out of for whatever reason. He didn't make it out of the the surgery of you know they were. He needed to get, is it spayed or neutered? I should know this by now, but um, depends with a on boy. the sex. <laughs> um, but with a boy. <laughs> and now that um, you mention it, I think it's neutered. Neutered, right? I know. Sorry. I just, usually I just well, think I fixed, don't, I, I need to Google that once we stop. Let's just say fixed. <laughs> After he was fixed, he didn't make it. He didn't make it out of the oh. surgery for whatever reason. So that was really heartbreaking. Also, I had been, you know, fostering these dogs that were kind of just either I was taking them, it was sort of like hospice or, I was trying to make sure that they survived, you know, with the mm-hmm. puppy. But so it was, that was kind of like, Oh no, sort of brought all of that up to the surface. And it was a bummer. And I, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to get, get one. Cause I thought, Oh wow, this is three times in a row. And the last, like kind of a lot of times dealing with the death of the animals, the last maybe five months or something. So I was a little hesitant picking out another one. She says, well, we have a few left if you want to come, you know, I was like, we really want a boy. She goes, we have two girls and a boy. And, ended up being the white the white one and I still kept the name and you know the two girls were really 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 cute and coming up to me in the pen and they were all over me super snugly cuddly and he (laughs) didn't want anything to do with me and I was like you know what I want that dog like I want I wanted a boy and I also just I I don't know I thought that I it was kind of nice he was playing hard to get or something (laughs) and it was up for the challenge so was there a particular reason why a boy was it based on anything previous I think that my first dog ever that I had, um, I found him on the street and his name was Gump. He was, he was a mutt and he was, yeah, I only had, he had actually passed away, you know, two and a half years. He got hit by a car, which was a drag, but I think maybe it was just like, oh, I, I liked the, yeah, I don't know. I liked the mm-hmm. idea of having just the opposite, the boy with the girl. I, who yeah. knows? I, I don't know. Now I would be just fine with any other than female dogs do tend to turn the grass yellow, which I'm not quite sure. Just something in their urine that makes the grass turn yellow or like uh, the patches, which is so annoying. <laughs> I'll, I'll Google that too. <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm not sure why, but um, that would be the only reason other than that. I'm down with any animal. I don't, it doesn't, I don't care now, but I'm so happy that 
that I took that, you know, that it all worked out for the best. Cause he really is the, he's like a person. Yeah. And he's so well behaved. He's such a good boy. How was the puppy stage? Since you did mention that you did want him at the puppy stage, because it's a lot of times it's very difficult. And I know I've, I've talked to previous guests that are like, I was so unprepared for the puppy stage. I loved it. I was, I think I was just really, I think I was just really ready to be a mom, <laughs> be a mom to a dog. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was having baby. Who knows? My maternal instincts were really kicking in at that time. And we had just gotten a new house that was really animal friendly. And I, yeah, I don't know. I really, I loved it. I took him everywhere I went. And I also, you know, we crate trained him so that he would be potty trained pretty quickly, which he was. Mm-hmm. He's extremely smart. So any, I brought the, I had the trainer come to our house once a week for about four months, it was. And I got him, I think it was about three and a half, four months I got him. So until he was eight or nine months, he was training, he was being trained once a week. And he got those commands, you know, when she's she'd come over to the house and she'd teach him how to sit or stay or, you know, whatever they were. I can't remember all the commands, the basic commands. He would get it. He would get it right away. And then you just have to implement that through throughout the week until she came again. And so he really wasn't, maybe he had like two accidents, you know, yeah. accidents on the carpet. And again, it's like, he's just so cute and small and fluffy that it's like, oh gosh, I don't even know how to like tell him what he did, how he's not supposed to do that. It was like, oh, it was very, um, he definitely didn't get in trouble a lot. Um, I think, I think being able to, just because he was so small, which is great. I loved bringing him everywhere. I would be driving. He'd be sitting on my lap. I took him everywhere for until he was too big to... Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not true, actually. I still brought him to a lot of places. And maybe that's why he's so, he seems pretty balanced when he's out in public and he loves people. But I mean, he's even played, he's even come on stage with me when I played a show. That's awesome. Just sat there in the middle of the stage and I'm singing to him and he's just looking at everybody out in the audience. (laughs) You know, he's really, he loves, 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 loves people and loves being a part of the action. But uh, the puppy, I would, I would give anything to have a few days of that puppy stage for sure. Yeah. Is it good with other dogs as well? (laughs) He used to be, which is really funny. Um, My boyfriend, so my boyfriend's from Utah. And when we started dating six, seven years ago, I came to, I would bring Ludo to Utah because that's where he's from and his family's here. And there was a boxer, a boxer dog that, that uh, lived here and also another little puppy. So it was a girl and a boy. And he had, up until that point, he was great with dogs. He he would go to the dog park. He would play. Like, he wasn't snappy. I think maybe because he was still a puppy. Um, and he had puppy energy. But when I started bringing him to Utah, he started getting in fights with the boxers. And the older boxer was, he had, like, no teeth. He was old. Mm-hmm. So whenever he would bark at him, like, it was never, it sounded vicious. But there was no puncturing happening because he really didn't have teeth, many teeth. Right. So it was it just was very loud and it sounded really alarming. And then Ludo would match that energy. So I thought I had something to really worry about because I had never experienced that with him before. So I thought, Oh, maybe it's just the dog. Maybe it's the boxer. Maybe they're both being territorial. Who knows? I mean, they would like, you know, it was, they would fight and then they would get along and they would love each other and they would lick each other and have a good time and play. And then they would fight. And so it was a very tumultuous, weird relationship that they had. But since then, I would bring him back to LA and I feel like Ludo's a little snappier than he used to be. Right. Um, I'm not sure if he's on the defense just for like permanently now because of 
of that relationship and that dog has since passed, but he, he still, um, if the dogs are smaller or if it's a girl, I've noticed that he's more than fine. And I would say about seven out of 10, he's chill, but right. he, I just never know. He also like, he doesn't like puppies. He doesn't like small puppies. I never knew <laughs> that that was another new Utah thing, which he was fine in LA, I'd bring him to my friend's house. And she had this tiny Shih Tzu puppy who was like yappy, you know, like their barks are very high pitched and yeah. it was really small and he was just fine with, with that puppy. So I really, then Utah came around and the boxers had a litter and he was not having it. He, he snapped actually. He, he bit, he bit a puppy, which I thought was, Oh no, am I going to, they're going to put the dog, am I going to put Ludo down? Like right. he was fine, but he, you know, he was, in the animal kingdom as well, like if the dog, little puppy is being annoying, Ludo's dad did that to him when I took Ludo. I was like, what happened to his eye? He had stitches in his eye. And, and she said, um, oh, his his father got upset with him because he, you know, he was go- walking around the, the pen growling. And I was like, oh, does he not like the puppies? And she's like, no, th- he's just telling them to chill out because they're barking. And I witnessed, you know, all the puppies would just lay down chill. And that was the, you know, they're animals. So they can communicate with one another. And I guess he didn't listen. So he got nipped and I, you know, I would have thought that, Oh shoot, but who knows? Maybe that's what Ludo was trying to do to the puppy too, trying to teach him a lesson, but it was alarming, you know, when it happened and I felt really bad and have now just been very mindful to keep him away from, if it's a puppy, you know, coming up to him, I just kind of take him away because I don't want him getting snappy. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I go through all my guests mostly, you know, when you're doing a show talking to musicians, and their dogs, there's not a whole lot that like Wikipedia will give up. So I go to Instagram and look at the photos and look at the captions and try to pick out some stuff that kind of informs the relationship. And a couple of things that stood out to me were one of your posts, you said, he's the best dog for me and to me, which makes me want to ask the for me part. Why for you? Why was he right for you? For me and to me all. Um, I think he's just so, he's he's very flexible, not physically flexible, but he's flexible emotionally. Like he's flexible with me. I don't even know if that's the right word that I want to use. I'm using that kind of metaphorically, but. Is it like easygoing? Like he's up, he's, he's, he adapts to your life and your lifestyle? He's very adaptable. Thank you. That's the word. So, you know, he's very adaptable to, you know, my moods. You know, mm-hmm. he's a therapy dog. He's an emotional support dog. And he very much does that for me. But yeah, he's he's super well behaved. He's like I said, you can take him anywhere, which I love. And he, I don't you know, he's he's really loyal. He doesn't want he's he's never once since he's been a puppy. He's never tried to run away or get out of the yard and go somewhere else. And I've that I've experienced that with every single dog that I've had. Not they're trying to get away from me per se, but they're just a little bit more wild and you know, like their animal nature takes over. And if they want, yeah, their instinct, Oh, I want to go and get that cat or I want to do this or want to do that. Like they'll, they'll run for, they will run for it. He obviously gets excited when he sees things, but he, yeah, I can walk him without a leash. You know, he can, we can be in the yard, the open yard. He'll sit next to me. I can take him to the park. I don't, he doesn't need to be on a leash. He's just very, he's very loyal. He loves all animals, love their, their, their mamas and their papas. But I've just never had a dog who's been so well-behaved, I guess, mm-hmm. well-behaved and just feels like, um, 
he just feel he kind of just feels like my friend, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. I don't like thinking of him, me as his master or something. I'm like, oh no, he's like his own person, kind of. Yeah. You mentioned therapy dog, which another post suggested that he's actually like a certified therapy dog, correct? He he's an emotional support dog. So he okay. um yeah, he I got him I got that I got that some years ago and that was so that I could take him on tour if I needed to, so he could come with me because we go on tour quite a bit and being away from him is it's pretty stressful. I don't like being away from him for too long. It gives me anxiety. And I know it gives him anxiety as well. And I think that we're both happier when we have like our routine together and we get to hang out yeah. as much as possible. And so my therapist gave me the, wrote the, the like, you know, it's not a prescription, but, um, you know, wrote the letter, the letter. Okay. For, <clears throat> I'm not sure what it is. It's the letter of recommendation or essentially yeah, I'm, it's a I'm not, I'm yeah. not familiar with the process. I was curious. I mean, you don't need, you don't need to walk through it, but I was curious to like, what does need to be done to get a, you know, to go through that process and get him as an emotional support dog. So it's a letter from a therapist that's submitted to, I don't know where, do you know where that's just something to? you have? It's something okay. that they send to you. So essentially it is like a prescription that you have okay. if you were to ever, you know, get pulled over, but you can also get it from just a regular doctor as well. It doesn't have to okay. be a therapist. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Well, let's dig into uh, this this article. <laughs> mm. I guess the Labradoodle creator's name was Wally Conrun, Conrun, C-O-N-R-O-N, and he created the first Labradoodle back in 1989. And he says he opened a Pandora's box and released a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's quote unquote. <laughs> Agree or disagree? Well... I think the way I interpreted that letter or even what he was saying was, I think that just because every, they became out of his, there control. was such a high demand, high demand for those dogs. And you know, when there's a high demand for that, then obviously a lot of people are breeding and they're not, they're not adopting. And there's all these other dogs that are being, you know, cast away or in the shelters or, you know, and so that yeah. just make your, you're making more animals essentially when you don't really, like we don't really need more dogs. We don't need a new breed. So I, I totally, I, I get it. I agree with what he says essentially, but it is really being so biased with this topic because I, I have had experience with a lot of animals before with a lot of dogs and there is something, there is something really special about them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're really smart and that's great. They're smart. They don't shed. They're hypoallergenic. There's, there's so many pros, but yes, I do, you know. If I were to say right now, you know, which this also, I know that you were going to ask me if there was another, like, if there's an organization or, or something that I wanted to mention that mm -hmm. I support there, I didn't, you know, this didn't exist when I was in the market for a doodle. And now there is, there's it's a California doodle rescue and right. it's, there's, there's a tons, there's tons, which, you know, maybe that was his Pandora's box he was speaking of because everybody was really going nuts and overbreeding as they do. You bring up a good point because I think the context of that statement, which I've obviously taken out of context, but he, he was saying that it was a little bit, it was out of his control. It did lead to overbreeding. It led to anybody anywhere recreating what he had started. And that was never his intention. So, you know, that's yeah. a, a point well made. Um, <laughs> a couple of other, he talked to a, a dog. A dog breeder in defense of the dog says they are quirky and fun loving, which I think you'll agree. I mean, yep. my, my dog's, he's definitely a lover, but they don't mm -hmm. like to be left alone. 
Does Ludo have separation anxiety? Yes. Big yeah. time. Yeah. He doesn't like it, but I always thought that was just because I, he's been, I always take him everywhere with me since he was a puppy, but maybe that's, I mean, I've never met a dog that doesn't get upset when you leave and tilt yeah, their head, you know, gonna, and where I was going to say, I think you can, you can put that on every dog pretty much. Yeah. But I, I find, I, I think, you know, the quirks of, of Charlie here is, is exactly that separation anxiety, but to the point where mm-hmm. when I put on shoes, you can see him get amped up. If I put on a coat, mm-hmm. he gets completely amped up. Um, he knows the cues. He recognizes every, you know, first it was walk, then it was spelling walk, then it was car, then it was spelling. He knows, he knows it he all. He knows like it all now. If it's, yeah. if it's anything leaving the house, he's, he's clued in and he's, he's very anxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. That's what Ludo's always like. Oh, we're going somewhere cool. There's no way that you are not, you are going somewhere without me. There's just, that's not happening. It's basically how he sees it. And you mentioned him going on tour. Is that both as a solo artist and with war paint or does it, does it just the opportunity and what, how long the tour is, where the tour is? It's more that I think it's, you know, I, he's never, he, I haven't taken him anywhere internationally. He's never been on a plane. Yeah. He's yeah. I think he would be a little anxious on the plane and you know, he's, I would feel like I was maybe abusing his, his, his license, his therapy license by taking him on the plane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like he would, he doesn't need to be, I don't know. It's not yeah. that deep and I don't need to take him on, you know, on the, if they're dog friendly, maybe in the future, if there's dog friendly planes, that would be great. But yeah, taking up a whole seat and whatnot, cause he is quite big. <laughs> um, feels like a stretch. Uh, but usually when I have to drive somewhere, I'll take him, but it's been, I would say for the most part, it's been like Cali, Cali shows, right. you know, just we, we live in LA. So it's anywhere I can leave from home and drive. If it's Northern California shows, if it's like Santa Barbara or Ventura or whatever, I, he'll come to those, but he hasn't been on like a full, he hasn't been on the bus yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's never flown. So maybe when he, maybe, maybe next time, who knows? <laughs> and who do you trust him with when you do have to go away for any extended period of time? Uh, my boyfriend. So my okay. boyfriend watches him and he's like his father as well. So yeah okay. or his parents his parents also watch if you know he can't and they're in utah so you ludo will just go to utah for a vacation which is where he spends a lot of time well we do so mm. we have a nice big house big yard and they spoil him so he he likes coming here and how i mean i just picked my dog up he's 20 pounds yours is more like 50 60 yeah, he's about 49 49 pounds okay Okay, I was trying to yeah. judge by pictures. I couldn't really get this quite the scale. Um, if there's any, you know, we talked about behavior and I, I asked this question for the first time, you know, the previous guest I interviewed and she's like, well, the question is, if there's anything, if there's one thing which could change about Ludo, what would it be? And I'll just go on to say that her answer was, as an animal, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't want to change his, his wild spirit, which I completely accept. But if the answer was <laughs> put to me, as I was saying, he has a lot of anxiety when I show cues that I'm leaving. I would say change that, you know, just change the stress for that. So is there anything behavioral or uh, hmm. anything you change if you could wave a magic wand? I think that I would change just I would like it if he did like puppies. Okay. You that's know, and the, and the uncertainty, yeah. the uncertainty, you know, and, and that's the thing is maybe he he. He'll like a puppy or he'll get used to the puppy. But 
I don't like dealing with the the uncertainty of knowing, you know, well, not knowing, but of not knowing if he's going to snap or who knows. I just don't. That gives me anxiety. And I also go out of my way to prevent, obviously, to prevent that. But I would prefer it if he, yeah, if he didn't have any qualms with other animals. Yeah. Was there ever a time that you felt like you wanted a second dog or you would you'd be open to bringing in a second dog or was it just never really a consideration i've been wanting a second dog lately a lot i've been wanting to rescue one and it would have to be a little bit of an older dog because i just don't know if ludo would be down for a puppy but uh, that i would also have to my boyfriend doesn't want another dog he and also thinks that ludo would be bummed to share the attention yeah. because he is extremely spoiled and I think he would enjoy it because he could run around. And I feel like, I don't know. I think he, he enjoys it when there are other dogs, dogs around that he does know. Like, you know, the, the boxer I spoke of earlier, she had her puppies, the puppies that he once snapped at. And now he loves them. You know, right. now they're two, right. two and a half, maybe almost three. And he's, he's obsessed with them. Okay. So that, you know, it's just the, the puppy energy at first, but then it grew on him. And he's, you know, it's not that he just has like a vendetta for that dog. Specifically, right. it's just that puppy energy that he just doesn't he doesn't enjoy it. But I would love to get a second dog. I would just need to make sure that I don't really have a yard in LA. It's kind of small. I live in like mm-hmm. a guest house. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a house, but it's the yard situation is a little it's not the best. And I would yeah. want I would want to have a yard so that they could run around. Even though you take them out and you could take them to the park or whatever, but. I don't know. I was thinking about maybe even just fostering or something for a little while. I'm wanting, I am, I'm having, I'm having puppy, not puppy, but just dog fever. I want like all the dogs right now. Okay. So I end every show with what I call the zoomies, which are a quick lightning round of five questions. So let's, let's start with that. The first question is, do you kiss Ludo on the mouth? Um, sometimes. Okay. (laughs) Not always. Uh, yeah, I don't. He's that's one thing I love about not your him. First he's preference. not a liquor. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, it's, it's not, not your really. first I mean, preference. He's not a liquor, so that's great. He doesn't do that, but yeah, maybe sometimes I'll like hold it. But yeah, I usually kiss him above his forehead, uh, in between his eyes and his forehead. There's a little okay. spot there. Okay. Question number two is: Has he licked anyone famous? He had. Yes. He, well, he's licked the. I mean, he's licked my whole band for sure. Oh yeah, I'll just say that. I don't I mean I'm sure he has, but I can't think of it right now. The okay. band, yes, he does. Okay. Question 3 is if you could give him a theme song, what would it be? Oh wow. Hey Lou by Liz Fair, I suppose. Hey Lou by Liz Fair? Okay. Yeah, I guess that's the I, I heard I heard Liz Fair and I was like I know she's got a couple songs that uh I'd I'd have to bleep out, but <laughs> mm. Okay. Good. Uh, question four is, do you have a dog voice? And I know this can be taken two ways. Do you speak to your dog in, you know, baby voice or head voice? Or the second way is, do you give him a voice and speak for him? Um, I do. I do speak for him a little bit, but I would say that I speak in like a different language and I don't know what it is. And oh, it changes right. every week. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. I wrote that down somewhere. You had that, you had that in a, in a, in a post that you speak to him in your own in his, in it's just like a little bushki, mushkanashki, ulashkut. Like it just goes. His <laughs> nickname chain like goes from little smush to little smush mushkushkanashki, and it just goes. It goes and goes for. And it changes every week, and I'll like just build on it, and then the next week something different will come up. It's probably 
maybe not weekly, but yeah, right now it's it used to be smoosh moosh, smoosh moosh, loosh loosh, like everything was that. Now it's Buddha, it's a dashki, ludashki, ludashki mashki. Now it's an ashki thing. I don't know what it is, but okay, I can't help it. And I grind, I grind my teeth because he's so cute. So I'm like clenching my teeth and grinding them constantly because yes. <laughs> I don't know what to do with the the cuteness. You know, it's like, I don't know why I do that, but I'm, you know, constantly telling him too that my teeth are being grinded down. <laughs> I, I love it. I get it. And I think the people that take the time to listen to this podcast absolutely get it. So I know where you're coming from. Uh, last but not least, and you answered this, let's just reiterate it, was this, uh, uh, just giving a shout out to a dog organization or charity. And you had the Doodle organization. What oh, yeah, it's in? California Doodle Rescue. Okay. I have the, do, do you want me to send you the link at all? Because I feel like uh, I'll, I'll I'll get the link and I can in my wrap up. I'll let listeners know where they can donate and volunteer and help. So so no problem. I just want to make sure that, that I have it correct. Yeah, California Doodle Rescue. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, anything in 2023 in the spring, summer, fall? You have festivals coming up. Festival we, season. You know we. We do. We have some festivals. We have a whole. We're going to be in Europe for a month come late June, I believe. We're not doing anything in the U.S. as far as festivals this spring Mm -hmm. or summer that I know of. But we will be in Europe for a month come June. And we're playing a bunch of festivals and we'll be posting them on Instagram. I don't know the schedule. I know we're playing Glastonbury. Um, That's the only one I know at the moment. It's been... We'll, we'll keep we'll keep an eye out for to it. Stay out of the loop. Uh, although we're not in Europe, well, I probably have some Europe, European listeners, and I know. I'm, hopefully, they can take advantage. But, anyways, yeah. Jenny, I want to thank you so much for taking your time and in, in sharing Ludo and Ludo's story with us. It's always a pleasure for me. So, thank you so much. Absolutely, thank you for taking the time. It's I been my pleasure. Animals. <laughs> All right, take care. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Jenny Lee Lindbergh, for introducing your dog Ludo to us and sharing his story. The dog organization Jenny chose to put a spotlight on was California Doodle Rescue, which is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to rescue, foster, and find safe and loving homes for poodles, doodles, and other poodle mixed breed dogs who are lost, abandoned, abused, or homeless. To adopt, foster, volunteer, or donate, visit CaliforniaDoodleRescue.org. Thanks as always for listening, especially if you've made it this far. We'd love to hear your feedback, so reach out to us on Instagram at Rocker Dog Podcast, where you can also see pictures and videos of our guests and their dogs. Please join us again next week for a great new episode featuring a heavy metal drummer with an aggressive and intimidating stage persona who's anything but when it comes to his dogs. So be sure to subscribe and have that delivered to your device. All right, that's our show for this week. It's time to praise my dog for his good looks. So long, everybody.